Father, we just thank you today that we can come to study your word, Father, so we can study it, understand it, and put it into the center of our hearts and apply it to our lives each and every day. Father, I just give you the praise and the glory and the honor in advance. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, only God can orchestrate what God does. And today, Obey the Word of God is the title. And we're getting ready to start something brand new with the Monday morning prayer because it's something new. And to obey the God, to obey the Word of God, we have to do things new. We can't get stuck in the same rut, ritual, routine that we've always been in. And so we have to do things new. And so, you know, as young adults, as adults, we look at the word obey the same way you do. We don't like it. Let's face it. We're just grown-up kids, but we still don't like the word. And a lot of times we don't obey. And we're going to get into that today because if we would just only obey. We don't have near the mess in our lives, but we want to pick and choose what we obey. And then when things go sideways, we're like, well, I don't understand it. Well, it's real simple. You don't obey the word of God. You can't obey part of it. It's like when your parents tell you, don't speed in your car and you don't obey, you get a ticket then your insurance goes up. And then your parents say, you got to go get a job now. <laughs> see, see, obey. Well, as adults, if we get a ticket after two, they can take our license. Yep. So there again, obey. It's simple. But we don't do it. We only do part of it. But the text today is from Psalms 119. And most Bibles list Psalm 119 as, your word is a lamp to my feet. But what does that really mean? We don't understand it to the in-depthness that God really wrote it. In John Maxwell's Leadership Bible, Matthew, I mean, Psalms 119 says this, meditations on the excellencies of the Word of God. Because he wants to magnify the power of Psalms 119, the, the, the magnificence which is involved in, 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 not involved, but enclosed in that 176 verses. There's so much in-depthness to that. And if we can get that, we get so much stuff. The, the 119th Psalm expresses a, majest, a majestic love for God's written word. It deals with the word as a promise, as a command, guide, Testimony, teaching, wisdom, truth, righteousness, and rebuke. But see, we read through that, and most of us say, well, I like all them but one. You can't do the but one. The psalmist expresses a profound love for God by reading, meditating on, and praying over his word. He teaches us that we will grow in grace and righteousness only as love for the word increases in us. Not in someone else, not in the church, not in your pastors, not in the elders, not in, in you. 
You have to nurture that. You have to cultivate that. Psalms 119, I'm going to read 119.11. I'm going to read this in three different translations because very impactful and very powerful. Holman Christian Standard says, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I may not sin against you. You is God. The NLT, I have hidden your word in my heart that I may not sin against you. New King James, your word I have hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. So they're saying the same thing, but each one of them show a different level of intensity about the importance of hiding God's word in here. Though times, seasons change, though social changes and customs change, human opinions and philosophical viewpoints may vary. Listen to this. They have no, cannot have any effect on the consistency or the authority of God's Word. And what we want to do sometimes, because customs change, cultures change, situations change, we think that that's going to have an effect on the consistency and the authority of God's Word. It doesn't. You have to get this into your innermost being, the center point of you. God's Word is the ultimate authority, period. And when he says obey it, it's period. There is no option. There's not plan two, not plan B. It's plan one. Psalms 190, Psalms Psalms 119.89, Lord, your word is forever. It is firmly fixed in heaven. So do you understand that? It's not changing. It's not going away. It's there. It's been there. It was always there. So this word is in heaven, firmly fixed, not moving, not going anywhere. We're, we are the, 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 the constant change. We want to adapt to seasons. You know, we want to bulk up today. It's a little cool, a little sweater on. Gilly's got his little cashmere sweater on, looking all hip and cool. I got my Indian vest on. Selena told me I, was, I, I matched and everything looked good, so I got a thumbs up, so I, I felt good. But I did this for not just look cool, but for warmth. <laughs> there again, so there seasons change. But God's Word, but more importantly, the authority of God's Word does not change. The word obey does not change. We have to submit and obey. When you only, excuse me, when you obey God's word, God is faithful in applying the power, promise, and blessings of his word. Just as he spoke and the earth was created and is sustained, so he has spoken regarding his laws for living. The relativism of human thought does not affect his authority or standards. Let that sink in for a second. It doesn't change God's standards. We try to change God's standards. You know why? Because we don't want to obey God's word. 
We have to hear and yield to the authority of God's Word. See, there's one thing to hear something, and there's another thing to yield to it. It's not even close. I hear things all day long, but I may not yield to them. The subtle hints when you try to interpret the, the language of woman, like walking through the kitchen, trash can's a little full, walks on. I'm not sitting over there going, cool, my cup of coffee's almost empty. Doesn't register, right? A few minutes later, trash can's a little full, don't you think? No, I, I don't know, I hadn't looked at it today. Subtle hints. Yield to authority, right? You understand? I can hear it all day long. I didn't yield to it. Goes, I left for the day with a trash can full. My thing is, it's not always full. Got that much more room. Good to go. Oh, no. Yield. Here, yield. <clears throat> the next part of this, is I want to talk to you in a different light. Why obeying the Word of God is of paramount importance. Because sometimes we don't, know, we don't understand what God has for us, has in store for us. And if we'd understand the importance of obeying God's word, then it could come to pass. Paramount importance. And I look around the sanctuary this morning from the far right all the way over here to the far left. I know in my heart, and I believe this because it's the word, but everyone in here is a leader because everyone in here is a Christian. And obeying God's word is understanding your leadership role in the body of Christ. Everyone has a role as a leader, as a Christian. Listen to me. Hear me out. Everyone. Did everybody hear that? Not me, because I'm standing up here, not Pastor Caleb. No, every one. And it's not here in this house. You need to understand, your role as a leader is out there. Do you know how many thousands of people are watching you every day? If you could understand just by obeying God's word... Every leader, every Christian has more potential than you currently possess. Right, right. Let that sink in for a moment. Courtney, Pastor Courtney, let that sink in just for a moment. You, there's more than you currently possess. Right. Isn't that incredible? I mean, you just think about the indebtedness of that. Of all the stuff God has allowed you to be a part of and poured into, there's more. It's just scratching the surface. But we have to understand the importance as a leader. Understand that you are a leader by God's authority. 
Leaders cannot show the way until they know the way. How are you going to lead if you don't obey God's word and know what it is? The longest psalm in the Bible is a song about the priority of God, excuse me, about the priority of the word of God. 176 verses. Psalm 119 holds the high words and wisdom of God and convinces us to treasure it more than anything else in life. Lisa and I can take you to places we've been. When you hand someone a Bible for the first time, they guard it with their life. Because so many times... They were not even allowed in the country. If you were caught with one, you were put to death. They guard this with their life, and we have them in our cars, in our houses. We come in, throw it down, whatever. But they guard it because they understand the, just the paramount importance of this word and its authority. Its authority is above all else they've ever been taught in any religion, no matter what. Why is <clears throat> why is this challenge so crucial for us? Christian leaders in our world face two realities. Change happens faster than ever. So leaders must remain adaptable, flexible. When we take people on trips around the world, we used to teach them one word, the F word, flexibility. Not that word you were thinking. (laughs) Flexibility. Well, as leaders, we have to be flexible as well. We don't bend on God's word. Get that straight. This is ever-changing. But we have to be flexible when we're ministering, loving on people and cultures around the world. And around the world means out here. If you don't believe me, go to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Bowling Green, Kentucky has more people represented for more countries around the world than any city in the nation. That's right up the road there, about 30 minutes. Secondly, we need timeless values more than ever. So leaders must remain principle-driven, word-driven. Psalms 119 is a roadmap for getting the wisdom, the values, and principles we need to lead effectively. When I say we, we, okay, that's all you over here, we. Say we for me. Good. Y'all say we. 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 Okay, three got it over here. They all got it. Y'all win. <laughs> but you have to see yourself as a leader. Sometimes I've, I've told people in the past this, go in the morning and look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am a leader. I am a child of God. I'm standing on God's word and nothing can come against me today. Just do it. First time you do it, you, 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 you might, I can't say that. Why? Know who you are. 
You are a leader in the body of Christ. Period. When you studied Psalms 119, these are just a few things you're going to find out. Our, yours, our collectively leadership, your leadership individually will do this. <clears throat> be blessed. That's in verses 1 and 2. Remain pure and ethical. Verses 9 through 11. See, in today's society, that's huge, isn't it, Pastor Caleb? Where's the morals? Where's the ethics? Where are they at? They're going out the window. Because we're not standing on the word and we don't do the one word, obey. When it comes to obeying the word, there is no flexibility. It's the rock. Stand there with your feet like this, ready to go. You want to lock me down? Come at me. But it can be done because why? God's word says it can be done. Be strengthened and revitalized. Verses 28, 149, and 154 through 159. Be strengthened and revitalized. Insightful and answer criticism. Verse 42. Give you a, a quick insight. As a leader, you need that one. It's coming. If it hadn't already. The criticism. Why you do that? Why, you do, why didn't you not do that? It's coming. Just get ready. But guess what? Obey the word. It's right there. Enjoyed liberty. Verse 45. That's an awesome one. Gain wise counsel when needed. Verse 66. Powerful. Remain steady even when afflicted. Verse 67 through 72 and verse 92. One thing, when, you look, when we look at that, some things may be running through your mind. Remain steady even when afflicted. Well, what, what, well why am I being afflicted? Well, why are you not being afflicted? You're, you're not exempt from that as being a Christian. <laughs> you're not exempt. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine that we both lost someone that we really dearly love. And we were talking about it. And he's like, I, I mean, he was like, I don't get it. I don't understand it. I'm mad. I, I, I'm, I was like, do you do understand the word is the word, right? We have to stand on it. And when the word says no one's promised tomorrow, that includes us. He's like, I know that, but I don't like that. And I'm like, well, you can like it, but you got to obey it because it's written. Nobody likes some of this, but you can't, you cannot go through there and take out the pages you don't like. If you do, you're going to be afflicted. You're going to be attacked. I mean, it's just, and, and the, the problem with that is you don't know where to go to overcome it because you only obey part of God's word. Display more insight than our teachers, 99 to 100. Stacy, as a teacher and an educator, is not one of your goals to get your students to be smarter than you are? See? I mean, she didn't even flinch. Because in her heart, that's her goal. If I can get these kids to the knowledge I have now, 
I almost, almost said how old you were, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Let's say mid-30s. <laughs> but you think of all the, the accumulated knowledge and education you currently have today. If you can give that to this generation right now, at this age, wouldn't that be incredible? Because all of a sudden, you're 14, 15, 12, 11, 17. Now you have this amount of knowledge. That's what it's talking about. That, the Bible says it right here. But what do you have to do? Whoop, you got to obey. How about taking her out for coffee? Pick her brain. Make her pour out into you. I know you'd have to twist her arm very hard, but you could do it. Because she's got this real cool coffee mug. It's got a little handle in it. So I know she likes to drink coffee. So just an insight for you. If you want to end. Be enlightened and intuitive. Verses 105 and 130. Wouldn't that be great to have? Be enlightened. Wow. Have a reliable guide even for new issues that arise. Verse 129 and 160. <clears throat> Enjoy inward peace and poise. 165. Isn't that great to have that inward peace that you can just sit and drink a cup of coffee in peace? Get divine help. Verses 173 through 175. That's all from one chapter. In Psalms. That four little word, obey though, is the hang up for so many. It breaks my heart at times to see people that were obeying God's word and then fall away. For a one Four-letter word. They just stop obeying. We have to continue to study his word, to study it out, to apply it to our life. We have to get it like it says over here. I treasure your word in my heart. Do you really treasure God's word? Have you truly hidden it into the center of your heart where no one can take it away? There are so many things that the Bible teaches us, and this is just one of many chapters, but I know today God had this for a reason as we've shifted into the month of October. We have to obey the word and we have to follow our pastors. And by doing this, we will change. Lisa and I have experienced this change through prayer corporately so many times, so often. <clears throat> it changes the entire destiny of an entire movement. 
We've had people come up to us 20 years later and say, why does my church not do the early morning prayer anymore? They were children. I'm talking like 6, 8, 10 years old. And 20 years later said, quote, I saw this change the direction of my church as a child. Why does my church not do it anymore? Because they don't obey the word of God. It's about their kingdom, not the kingdom. Proverbs 4, 20 through, I'm going to read through 27. And I'm going to read this in two different versions as well. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. Listen to how powerful that is. Guard your heart. It controls the destiny to your life. A hardened heart, boom. Guard your heart. Avoid all perverse talk. Stay away from corrupt speech. Look straight ahead. Fix your eyes on what lies before you. Mark out a straight path for your feet. Stay on, a, stay on the safe path. The safe path is God's path. Hear, hear me out. The safe path is God's path, not your path. My path is not safe. Been there, done that. Don't have the t-shirt because it got ripped off. Stay on his path. Understand what the word's saying. Stay on God's path, what he has for you. And every one of you, it's an individual path that we walk collectively. Don't get sidetracked. Keep your feet from following evil. Do you realize your feet will go where your eyes go? First thing to teach you when you go learn how to ride a motorcycle is where you look is where the bike goes. So, if you're riding a bike, you're a single guy, driving down the beach, see a girl, you look at the girl, you're going in the sand. How about driving down the highway? You look over and see something on the side of the road. Next thing you know, you're in the ditch. Your feet goes where your eyes look. Are your eyes looking here and there? Are your eyes looking at man? The Message Bible. Dear friend, can you imagine? Let's think, let that sink in for a second. God, God, the man, God, Pastor Caleb, God, dear friend. That's, what, that's how he addressed you. Selena, dear friend. Isn't that powerful? Let that sink in for a second. That's God talking to you. Dear friend, listen well to my words. <clears throat> Tune your ears to my voice. 
Keep my message in plain view at all times. Concentrate with an exclamation point. Why? Because there are times. Joe, how many times you had to concentrate on this word when it hit the fan? Business. Go sideways. Concentrate on God's word. Doesn't change. Concentrate. Learn it by heart. Those who discover these words live, really live, body and soul. They are bursting with health. Keep vigilant watch over your heart. That's where life starts. Don't talk about who. Wait a minute. Back up on this one. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. You can't have a language in church and have a different language when you go to work. Just saying. Standing in line, there's someone in front of you that's ordered the same thing three times and don't like it. Can't speak out of that side of your mouth. Somebody cuts you off in traffic, can't speak out of that side of your mouth. Sit on your hands if you have to. Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Some of y'all don't like the message version, do you? (laughs) Avoid careless banter, white lies, and gossip. Keep your eyes straight ahead. Ignore all the sideshow distractions. (laughs) I laughed out loud every time I read that one. (laughs) Because I got so many visual thoughts in my mind about church. (laughs) Visual distractions. Mm Mm-mm. Outside of church, how many visual distractions? They're, 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 they're massive. Massive. Look neither right nor left. Leave the evil in the dust. Put him where he belongs, under our feet. Obey, obey, obey. We just have to get that into our inner being that we obey the word of God. We as individuals, I mean, I truly believe in my heart, everyone in here today is here because you have a hunger for God's word, that you want to grow in kingdom mindedness, that you understand you have a role as a leader and how important that is for the kingdom. And as long as we obey God's word, guess what? It all comes to pass. It's right there. It's that simple. Father, I thank you for the opportunity you've had to allow me to come and share your word. Father, allow it to sink in to each and every one of us that we can stand on your word, that not only stand on it, obey it each and every minute of every day of every year. Father, I give you the praise and the glory and the honor for what is coming to pass through the lives of each and every leader in this room. And I give you the praise in Jesus' name.